Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the Friday uh, edition of Cup of Joe podcast. Not that it's any different than the Monday through Thursday. Just felt right saying that, I guess, today. It is Friday, December 18th. Again, we are a week away from the celebration of, of the incarnation, God's uh, becoming human, humbling himself. And uh, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, all of our Gospels from here on out are going to tell the story, and today's is no exception to that. We will follow exactly where we left off yesterday. If you remember and didn't fall asleep during the Gospel yesterday, we read the genealogy of Jesus, Matthew 1, 1 through 17. Today we will pick up right uh, following that, Matthew 1, 18 to 25, and uh, it looks at... Uh, the birth of Jesus in Matthew's eyes. So let's uh, hear God's word today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, my friends, the first thing I will say, and, and oh my gosh, these readings are so good and they are so rich. The first thing I'll say is this, and I'm sure you know this, but there are only two of the four Gospels that have the nativity story within them. Mark doesn't deal with that at all. Mark starts with uh, John the Baptist. And John starts way back in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh and, and found his dwelling among us. Uh, and then jumps to John, uh, again, John the Baptist. Neither one of those touch on the nativity stories. Matthew's nativity, if we only had Matthew, we would not have that gorgeous story of uh, the archangel Gabriel coming to Mary. And, uh, and we would not have her Magnificat. We would not have the visitation uh, with Elizabeth. Uh, we would not have the story of the manger and no room at the inn. Those are all Matthean. The shepherds visiting, or excuse me, those are all Lucan. Uh, all those are in Luke's gospel. So I urge you, um, if you have time this weekend, how wonderful, compare chapters 1 and 2 of uh, Luke to chapters 1 and 2 of uh, Matthew, and you'll see very different stories. Uh, so Matthew 
focuses on Joseph far more. I'm sure tomorrow, if we were to read the gospel, we would, again, sequentially, I haven't looked, but we would hear the story of the, the three wise men, which is only in Matthew. Um, and, uh, and then the leaving for Nazareth. Uh, that may be Mondays, actually. But uh, compare, you know, it won't take you long, but two very different... They're stating things about the gospel in miniature, in the nativity, that are true for who Jesus is. Not only, it's not just cuddly birth stories, but they're making major statements of faith about who he is and what this means for the Jewish people uh, throughout his ministry. And like I said, Matthew focuses much more on Joseph. Luke focuses much more on Mary. Interestingly enough, the genealogy we just heard yesterday is the line of Joseph. You heard that at the end, right? Jacob, the the father of Joseph. Joseph, the husband of Mary, the father of Jesus. That was the, the line through Joseph that he was connected to David. Luke has the genealogy through Mary and focuses much more on Mary. Don't know why. Don't, don't know why they made those choices. Both beautiful and I'm grateful they did because they give us a more full picture. Um, and the other reason I would guess that Matthew focuses on Joseph, again, he's writing to a Jewish community and the male would have carried the line uh, in, the, in the Jewish understanding. But even more than that, or, or in addition to that, we see Joseph have a dream today. And for any Jewish person, who would that remind them of? What person named Joseph had dreams in, in the Hebrew scripture? And of course, that was Joseph uh, and the coat of many colors, the story of the son of, of Jacob, uh, one of the 12 sons, uh, when, when he was having dreams uh, of and interpreting dreams of the future. And so they would connect that wonderful story together. Anyway, uh, that's just kind of a little background, and I'm sure I'll... I'll talk a little bit more early next week about the differences between Matthew and Luke as well. But uh, here's really what I want to focus on. A couple things today. And the first is this. So in Jewish uh, culture, in Jewish life at the time, uh, one got betrothed before they took them into the house. Now, one may say that's very similar in our culture, to how we get engaged to be married before the actual marriage ceremony. Not a bad, um, not a bad comparison. But the betrothal was a step beyond um, the, in fact, the, this reading today belies that too, or it points to that today, because a betrothal is a step beyond engagement. Uh, and here's why. So they were betrothed. Mary was betrothed to Joseph but before they lived together. So it was in that in-between time. She was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her shame, decided to divorce her quietly. That word divorce is in there. Now, if, if that were to happen again, using engaged and married in our context, and something were to happen during the engagement, we would not use that term divorce, right? That only happens beyond in the marriage. We would say it was a broken engagement. Again, that's still a very big deal. But, but you see how that betrothal is, I mean, in, in a sense, it's they're married but yet not together. It is that time of preparation. And, uh, and Mary was found to be with child. And, and Joseph, 
uh, when she confesses to her. And can you imagine, my friends, what that conversation would look like? The vulnerability of Mary, uh, the, the anxiety and fear that she would have to say, will this man believe the story that I am pregnant through an archangel, through God, uh, and, and that this child is the son of God? I mean, because here's what's at stake, not just a divorce. She could have been killed. She could have been publicly stoned. But Joseph, a righteous man, which meant he was a man of the law, and the law says, you do this if a woman is unfaithful within this. He decided to go outside the law and, and follow mercy rather than follow the law. Isn't that beautiful? That mercy is higher. It, and it even praises Joseph for that, my friends. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, meaning a law-abiding, don't think of civic law, think of, of Hebrew law, Jewish law, yet unwilling to expose her to shame because if he exposed her to shame, she's a dead woman. So he's in this bind. I'm a law-abiding person. I follow the law, but I do not want to expose her to that shame. Decided to divorce her quietly because that's merciful and she can go and at least have somewhat, not only a life, but somewhat of a life, you know, moving forward. And he chose mercy over law. Brothers and sisters, there are times that you and I will find ourselves in that same quandary. That, brother, I hope every one of us are, are followers of the law, of, of not only the law of, of Scripture, our church law, but there are times when that law will invite us into that same quandary that Joseph has. And how do we choose? And Joseph chose the dignity and chose life and mercy and compassion over what the law would have painted Mary into the corner at that point. And, uh, and praise God he did, right? Because uh, ultimately, well, let's keep going with the story. So... He chooses to, to divorce her quietly, which shows us a glimpse into his heart. And then he goes to sleep and he has a dream. And in this dream, uh, an angel comes to him and says, Joseph, son of David, again, line is through Joseph. He's of the line of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary into your home. It is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived. So this man is out there on his own. Who's he talking to? He can't really say, hey, mom and dad, let me, let me throw this by you. Or, hey, friends, let me throw this scenario by you and see what I should do. Because they think he's, he's off his rocker. He can't talk to his beloved because she's the one with whom he's having his, his angst and, and this bind. And so he has no recompense, no recourse, except to go to, to God. And God, in a dream, comes to him and uh, invites him to, to stay the course. And he believes the dream. If you were there, would you? Would you believe a dream? Um, would I believe a dream? How does God speak to you today? I think that's really the, the question for us to ponder. Spoke to Joseph, both Joseph, the son of Jacob, and Joseph, this son of Jacob, uh, Joseph, the husband of Mary. No, no, I don't think it's probably any coincidence that they're both the sons of Jacob um, in a dream, and they both chose to believe. How does God speak to you? And do you choose to believe with the same faith? The rest of Joseph's life, 
um, moved forward off of that decision. And, and Christ was born in the midst of anxiety and, and indecision and doubt and wonder and, and, and hurt. Um, but he was able to see through all of that and say, God is here. God is here, and that's all I need to know. Mary didn't know where this pregnancy would take her. A lot of people wonder, all oh, that she knew the whole way. No, there's no way. Mary knew enough to trust the one who was asking, and so did Joseph. He didn't know what this meant beyond, but he knew the one who was telling him that it's okay was worthy of our trust. How does God speak to us, and do we trust that word when he speaks? And, and can the rest of our life uh, be revolving uh, around that decision? Last thing I want to say. Uh, I love the names. We get two names for Jesus here. One is his name, Jesus. Um, in the dream, it says, For this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then later, behold, the virgin will be the child, they're quoting Isaiah 7 here, uh, and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. So Jesus, by the way, the name means God saves, Yahweh saves. That's how it says, you'll name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. His very name shows his mission, Yahweh saves. And then again, this beautiful one, behold, the virgin shall be a child, they shall name him Emmanuel, God with us. Brothers and sisters, that's how good our God is. God with us. Our God does not want to be distant and apart from us. Even today, not just 2,000 years ago when he humbled himself, but today God wants to be with us. And, and he is all around us. If we but have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the mind to be open, God with us. But here's the last thing I want to leave you with today. Yahweh saves Yes, he saves us from our sins, but I want to bring that beyond that. Brothers and sisters, what way, get out of your mind, what way do you need to be saved today? What's going on in your life right now that you need saving help? What emotionally, spiritually, uh, physically, whatever, what's going on in your life today that you need to fall into the arms of God and say, I need you, no less than Joseph did in this quandary. Brothers and sisters, bring it to him today. Don't just make it about the sins of the world and, and, and God saved us from them. He is with us now, Emmanuel, God with us. He wants to save you and I in the midst of our quandaries today. Invite him to do so. And then, my friends, allow him to do so. Because that's his name, and his name is his mission. Let's pray. Uh, we conclude our glorious mysteries today. So again, invite. Uh, let's just bring any intentions, whatever those things are that need saving in us. Let's bring them before our God today and uh, place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother, okay? So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, blessings on your week. Thanks for uh, opening up God's word with me again today. And I look forward to us being together as we draw nearer to the incarnation of our God. God's peace.